Support for this podcast is provided by Cressa. Cressa is the occupier's champion, the world's premier corporate real estate advisory firm, exclusively serving startup businesses and major global organizations alike. As a Portland pillar for over 25 years, Cressa partners with its clients throughout the entire project lifecycle, from workplace strategy and discovery through the deal transaction and project management delivery of space. Cressa partners without conflict and applies integrated expertise to make your business better. Go to cressa.com Portland to connect with the Portland advisory team. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruton, back with a new episode. Uh, my guest today is Tyler Browder, the founder of Kubos. Tyler, welcome. Ah, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I want to make sure I pronounce that right. Kubos, that's right. Kubos, you, got okay. it, you got it right. That's good. No, you did great. Great. Cool. So, well, you know, Tyler, I'm excited to have you on because, you know, it's an industry, uh, the space industry or space defense. I don't know how you, you what it is, but we'll, we'll get into it. I'm really curious about and then you recently re- relocated your company here so we can get into Portland. Um, but first question is, tell us a little bit about the company and yourself, uh, you know, what you do and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll do myself then, then the rest of you about the company. I, uh, I'm from Texas, uh, outside of the Dallas area in Denton, Texas. Okay. And, um, so I'm a Texan who moved to Portland. I should tell you everything you need to know about what I believe in life and uh, where I stand up on things. Uh, I love Texas, I, but I hear you. So. Yeah, so that that summed it up. No, uh, uh, yeah, I I've been in different types of businesses. Um, been an entrepreneur. Come from an entrepreneur family, uh, mostly in the healthcare sector. Uh, but I've also been in the country music, and I've been in. Um, clothing and I've been kind of all over the place. Okay. Uh, and so now I'm in aerospace um, with Cubos. So uh, Cubos is, um, we we are focusing on bringing the space industry to the cloud and leveraging cloud technologies for uh, satellite missions. Uh, so we build a product called Major Tom, which is a command and control or mission control software for sending commands spacecraft on orbit and then getting back the data from that into uh cloud platform that's scalable that um is uh affordable and integratable to other systems for ground operations by the way you snagging that name major tom is first of all the best thing one of the best things about it from an outsider's perspective sure (laughs) sure sure it is it no it's, it's it's great um you know, until someone points out, doesn't Major Tom die in the song? Yeah, that's details. You're focusing yeah, on yeah. the wrong details. Yeah, here. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's, how did you get into the industry? Because um, I'm curious about, it is, uh, obviously, I want to get into like how, how much it's growing, some of the stuff that's going on here locally, um, besides what you're doing. So how did you get into the industry? Yeah, it was, uh, I started the company uh, with some uh, partners, back in 2015 and um, I was really focused more on 
BD, uh, sales, um, the business side of things. I'm not a software engineer uh, by trade, but I uh, I became acquainted with uh, another guy who was a software engineer and worked in the space industry building software for satellites. And he was wanting to build a startup and he sat down over tacos with me and explained what a satellite was. And he said, you want to start a company? And I said, I don't have a clue what a satellite is, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, six years later, here I am after a, a long and winding road. But that, that's how I got in. Yeah. Uh, I said, yes, I'm not afraid of what I don't know or what I don't understand. Uh, and so I just kind of jump into things and uh, it's been a been a ride. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the actual, I guess, the platform and then you know, obviously cloud computing is just accelerated. I mean, since you started the company in 2015, that seems like a lifetime ago for cloud. Huh. So we're where we are now. Um, and it, it does seem to me, an outsider's perspective is the, the aerospace industry, the new guard, I would consider folks like you and, you know, you know, obviously the SpaceX, um, it's a little bit of the wild west. So I don't know if that's true, but it, it just seems like there's a little, I, I mean, that in the best possible way of, as far as innovation and what's going on. So, yeah, there's a whole lot to that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot to that. It, it's so if you think about it, um, it's like the satellite industry got stuck in the eighties and nineties, uh, when, when costs got really expensive, right? Yeah. So we think of space exploration and NASA and the, they're cutting edge, they're doing new things. Uh, well, that all stopped in the eighties and the nineties, as far as innovation, because the price tag got so expensive, the risk profile became, um, intolerant of new ideas. Right. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to discredit what they did during that time, but, uh, people became risk averse and, um, if you if you failed at something, a new piece failed, you could lose millions of dollars. And so uh, with cloud technologies, with uh, miniaturization of components, uh, about 10 years ago, really um, things started shifting in our industry and things started moving smaller. Things started uh, moving from my big single satellites going to do a lot of fancy things, got to last 15 years to, I'm going to build a lot of little satellites that are going to do one thing. And if it dies after a year or I lose it all on launch, that's okay because I'm going to throw up another one because the cost is lowering. And so that's really opened up a whole lot of things and opportunities. SpaceX is obviously benefiting from that and pushing us forward and the innovation has come back into it. But, um, you know, cloud has been around and, and revolutionize all sorts of industries across the globe. Uh, and so we're a little behind on that perspective, mm -hmm. honestly, uh, but we are catching up rapidly. And that's really where we come in to change uh, the perception of cloud um, in the space industry and be able to really uh, leverage it for the advantages of the industry and our customers. Yeah, that's, that's thank you for giving that overview. So um, how's it been received in the market? I know you just raised some funding, what we can get into, but, you know, you do, I know you do have customers because of the industry, maybe you can't say who they are, but you sure. know, how, as far as being in the market the past few years, how's it been? How's it been received? Yeah. So, so that gets a little bit into the history of Cubos. We've, we started out, um, focused on actually the onboard software of the satellites, uh, making the operating system in the middleware, uh, in 2020, we really refocused, like we really shifted, uh, and moved to the cloud, kind of downplayed or, or, or shelved this on uh, embedded product that we had uh, and really, really focused it uh, towards 
uh, this is creating a cloud platform for mission control, right? And moving from focus on the satellite in orbit to focusing on how to operate the satellite from the ground. Um, and it's there's a little bit of education in it with educator customers, uh, but it's also been really well received. The ability to integrate with other products or other services. One of the big ones we've done is is ground stations. Uh, there's companies you can rent time on to downlink your data, right? So you don't have to actually own the whole ground station. Uh, and we've integrated into those. We're the first one that's been able to integrate into multiple ones of these giving customers options and choice uh, in, in a common interface. So we've really moved towards that uh, model and it's really been well received. Um, and so we have customers that are anywhere from universities and single uh, scientific missions that are just building one satellite to do X uh, to constellations who are going to build hundreds and hundreds of satellites uh, to militaries uh, and governments, you know, doing whatever it is they're doing with the satellite. Um, so yeah, we, 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 we view ourselves as more of a core infrastructure for any satellite, regardless of how big it is and what it's doing and how many there are. Uh, so we get to touch lots of different applications and profiles and customers and we get our hands in lots of things. And when you were in Texas, is there kind of an ecosystem around those types of companies more so than here? Or, you know, I'm just curious. Yeah. That. Yeah. There's a little bit more in Houston. I was up in Dallas uh, or just north of Dallas. Yeah. And so Houston has, but Houston is really known for human spaceflight. Mm -hmm. They're focused on the ISS and taking astronauts. Uh, the the space, the satellite industry are, are focused more in Seattle, San Francisco, LA, Denver. Uh, so from that perspective, Portland's no better or for worse for the density of my uh, customer base or my ecosystem yeah. that I plug into. Um, so moving to Portland was, was a lot of a, personal choice to be frank with you where well, we're talk, yeah yeah ahead. i was just sorry to interrupt but let's talk about that i know it's a it's and you so you moved here during the pandemic or is it right before or no uh, in august right in the middle of it uh, wow yeah. okay so yeah. was portland kind of on the radar before and then did you kind of research <laughs> hey what's what uh, is the, kind of like the tech startup scene like here or yeah so how i got to portland um so I, I, my wife and I, uh, we have a, a nine-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old daughters, and we were looking to uh, raise them in a place where we could go uh, to the mountains and go play in the snow or go to the ocean, and I still be back in my bed every night. Yep. And you can't do that from Dallas, Texas. Uh, that is not an option. And we were really looking to move to the West Coast. My wife's from California, so we have family out here. And uh, so we started looking at the West Coast. I needed to be near an airport. Uh, so this is all we've been thinking about moving for years. Mm. And um, uh, Simon Halpern uh, is uh, based here. He's one of my uh, team members here, my okay. partners here in Portland. He lives here. We're a remote company. We're a distributed company with people kind of scattered throughout the United States. But he was here. Uh, we have a very close relationship and working very hard to focus on uh, the business. And so, uh, West coast Simon's in Portland. It just kind of made sense. I could get the mountains and the ocean. I could raise my girls, uh, and, and be outside. That's what we want to be. Instead of being in 110 degree heat with full humidity, I wanted to come to, uh, here. So that's kind of all the things. And, and we had an opportunity due to some life circumstances in August to, to make the jump. 
Yeah. And it's it's been great. It's also a super weird time to move yeah. to a new city uh, during the middle of a pandemic, uh, which coming from Texas, which is very loose on COVID restrictions to <laughs> Oregon, which has a different take on COVID yeah. restrictions. Uh, it's been really fascinating to watch the differences. Sure. And, you know, we are pretty I mean, obviously, we're a smaller city. And when you get into the technology the kind of ecosystem here, there are some great community builders. Um, Technology Association of Oregon. There's Pi, if you've heard of them, the Portland Incubator Experiment. Have um, and people are very open, right? They, they want to know what's going on. They're very, they, you know, everybody. I would say you may be learning this is one connection away from each other in kind of the business world here. Uh, so how has it been? I mean, it's a weird time, but have you had a chance to connect with other founders or just? I know you're a pretty specific industry. Like, there's, um, I think, Tektronics maybe does some of the things in that the space industry. So I'm just sure. curious. Yeah, it's 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 actually been pretty great. Um, uh, I'm an optimist, though, so I think yeah, everything's pretty great. I, uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, there's no meetups. There's no place to connect with people uh, right now. So what I did is I just reached out like really coldly, <laughs> you yeah. know, and met one person and they were very kind, had Zoom, you know, networking. And I asked them for another connection and I've leapfrogged and I've met uh, startups, founders, I've met uh, really deep technical experts, I've met VCs, I've met, you know, the whole gamut. I'm still meeting people. I, I'm constantly looking to connect. And so uh, that, that's that been, you know, it's been difficult because I it's a little bit inefficient to go one by one and get schedules coordinated to yeah. meet people. Like who's this random guy who wants to talk to me just to say hi? But at the same time, it's really great. Once you get in a meeting like this, you have a really focused conversation. I don't have to worry about you forgetting me. Uh, like if we're in a big group and you're meeting right. lots of people in line, you're you're going to remember something about me. And so it's really created uh, a really, once I get connected with somebody, I have a really good connection. And, and people have been really kind and open and uh, willing to open up their networks, willing to help me and give advice. Because that's the other thing is like, I'm trying to understand the startup business ecosystem of Portland uh, or just the Northwest in general. And what is it? What's its temperament? What's people outlook who've been here a long time? What's the kind of history of it? And it's been great to get people's like opinion and viewpoint. And, and overall, everybody's been kind. There's a lot of deep tech here. There's a lot of technologies and, and um, ex expertise here that I have uh, been pretty overwhelmed with seeing uh i didn't know really what to expect mm -hmm. uh remember it was more of a personal reason i wanted to live and uh, raise a family here but at the same time it's been really nice to to like connect with all these different people that's so great to hear and again i know the one-to-one -one thing can be a little inefficient but at the same time like you mentioned people are like I, you know, we should meet this person. Right. And so it yeah. just, you can yeah. just fill up your whole day because everybody here is so open to yeah. connecting and wanting to support, especially someone like you who moves from, you know, out of the area, it's just kind of our ethos. So I'm, I'm really yeah. happy to hear that. Uh, it's, we, it's been really nice so This is the arrogance of Texas, right? Not, forgive me if anybody's listening is a <laughs> Texan, but uh, Texas, you know, talks a lot of things about how great we are, but we're, you know, we're the friendliest people in the country, right? We're, you know, all, you know I, I don't know. I think people are friendlier in Portland, to be frank with you. I know all my neighbors. I didn't know my neighbors in Texas. I lived there wow. for seven years. I know all my neighbors here. Uh, and that's really great. Like, it's just a very open and welcoming 
community that we've found so far. Yeah, that's so great to hear. So let's let's dive into this kind of the funding, and I think this is public that you raised either a recent fa- a f- round or a cumulative round um, of just under three million. Is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, a cumulative round of uh, that we raised. Uh, it was led by Boost VC, uh, which is a sci-fi focus is what they call themselves uh, uh funding a, a vc firm and accelerator down in uh the bay area okay and uh also tim draper mm. uh he's one of our larger shareholders uh, famous investor he, right he is a famous investor yeah uh yeah you you can learn things about him uh, but he's been great uh, so they both led this uh latest round and uh so that has given us uh you know some new energy and then also we're taking that money and really focusing on uh, customer acquisition, like we're heavy on uh, re- connecting with customers, understanding their problems, delivering a product that solves their problems. Uh, and, and we've had a lot of success with that. Even in the last few months, uh, we've we've built this momentum. You can feel, you know, things moving and we're, we're excited, we're positive, And that's really been a really exciting ride so far in the last few months. And I mean, I don't want to get too deep in your business, but this is, I think, helpful for people like the world of customer acquisition and what you do has got to be pretty dang specific. <laughs> so is it a lot of, are there really industry focused kind of conferences or groups, or is this more, you just have to kind of create this category? Yeah, no, it's, it's been interesting with the pandemic. Uh, prior to the pandemic, the industry is a very global industry. Uh, and very much a conference. There was basically a conference every month yeah. somewhere yeah. going on. And so people were big on in-person and traveling. And I traveled a lot. I did a lot of European travel and U.S. travel. Uh, we have, uh, And so when the pandemic hit, it's like, how do you sell in a market that you're used to selling? People go to conferences, make deals and announce yeah. them there. And uh, that all stopped. And so we really just, that really also lend itself to us moving towards the cloud and embracing technology. Uh, so um, we hustle. Uh, we also have partnerships. We're big on partnerships of getting lead and referrals from those connections. Uh, and so we've been able to have uh, Zoom, do demos, get people onboarded onto the product, uh, do technical deep dives with them, uh, provide support all remotely. Uh, in fact, I have people in the company who I've hired I never met in person. Uh, you know, and I yeah. never met my customers in person. Uh, one day, hopefully I will. I do enjoy that. But, uh, right. you know, it has not stopped us. I mean, like the rest of the world, uh, twenty mid-2020, everything was rocky and nobody knew what was going on. The space industry was the same. But uh, it's really come out of it and you can feel the change happening and that people are embracing, you know, this way of selling online, selling mm-hmm. digitally. and um, It'll be interesting once things really open back up globally on a global perspective. Will conferences, you know, revert back? Will we move forward in a new way? Will be some hybrid? You know, I I don't know which way to go. I know for us, probably means we're going to stick to what we're doing now. Conferences are expensive; they're huge time uh, suck at a a lot of a lot of levels. I mean, they have some value to them, but they're we're we're putting them in their appropriate place instead of putting them as our main way to meet new customers. We're changing the way we're marketing. I, that whole, I mean, it's fascinating because I mean, my world's B2B of stuff I do and 
uh, my daily kind of work. And I actually run a lot of conferences. Most of them are local here, but I used to just travel a lot and I have two young oh. kids and it's just kind of like, I don't really mind if it doesn't go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of strange I, to say, like, I obviously uh, love meeting people in person. I think it's going to be, everybody's going to be a lot more judicious with that kind of decision to do that. So, but yeah. it is really a, this way of selling, you know, via this kind of a way is, uh, it's a real skill, right? Yeah. And, and it's not just turning on, flipping on a camera and doing what you were doing before. So it's, it's, uh, that's, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's been, I, I think it's been good. Um, I think it's been healthy for our business. Um, it really, and also we're, we're, we're a, a software product. So it's really easy to show mm -hmm. visually what it is and let people interact with it. Uh, you know, a lot of our industry is dominated by hardware. So you might imagine right. building the satellites, launching the satellites, rockets, that very much hardware focused. It's really hard to show, you know, that this, uh, reaction wheel does what it's supposed to do and you can feel it and touch it and all that. So I, I do believe the conferences are going to play a point in our industry. I just, I just think that we've got a lot better. And this has really been Simon who's pushed this about marketing to using different avenues to act, uh, yeah. acquire customer, to reach customers um, and getting them into the product and getting them into our, our sales cycle. Is the industry, <laughs> and this is my ignorance of the industry, is it kind of, stealth and I, I mean that some of your customers want to be under you know that this is not yeah. you know you're not throwing up some linkedin ads right i guess yeah right uh, but you know it works it does it's, it's really strange like so the, the space industry can be divided into two segments that i really hate dividing them into but there's yeah. old space which is traditional big satellites there's still a place for that geocoms and uh, weather satellites and these big satellites that do something, you know, all that secret scroll stuff that NSA does, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's also this what we call new space, which is a much more um, innovative and iterative uh, place. And so we, uh, I lost my train of thought. I have no idea what I was talking about. Uh, it's just I was just rambling. I'm yeah, so no, sorry. It's really good. I was just it's this is a good we're going on the right path because you're talking about the new space as far as yeah. you know getting in front of customers and it's maybe yeah. not as oh, like oh, the CIA, stealth part. like yeah, stealth right. part. Like it's it might be easier to find these people and have those conversations. Yeah, right. That, no, to your point. So some of what we do is commercially focused. So that's yeah. really they're collecting data to sell to non-space companies, right? Uh and so they're really open, very public. You can see them, they're they're just Make, they raise money and they do uh, big things okay. like press releases. But there is a whole group of, of our customers who are focused on more national security defense things. Mm. And they obviously are much quieter. Uh, they're much harder to find uh, intentionally. Mm. And so, um, you know, networking is a big part of what we do to find those opportunities uh, of where what, what is happening and to understand. And then even when you do get a customer, and you have a non-disclosure agreement with them and you are, they're paying you, they yeah. still won't tell you what they're doing, right? <laughs> I still don't know what they're doing. Yeah, Some of our customers, I really, yeah, I have no idea what they're doing and that's okay. I don't need to know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, people ask me, so what kind of things do your customers? I don't know what they do. Uh, you know, I can tell you some things, but uh, even if I knew, I couldn't tell you, but so, right. but it's not critical for me to know yeah. exactly what they're doing. That's interesting. Um, well, Tyler, are you raising, 
I mean, you're a founder, you're probably always potentially looking to raise yeah. money. Are, are you? And have you, it sounds like you've connected with some investors here, just networking wise. Um, tell me about the the ongoing fundraising and maybe what you're, you're looking for. Yeah, I think, I think we're in a state right now where we're hyper-focused on product development and customer acquisition, but I'm never not raising. Uh, right. I, I'm always taking meetings with VCs. I'm always looking for more people to make, uh, meet, uh, explaining what we're doing and our value proposition and, and our revenue models. And uh, so that's always going on. Um, but right now, laser focus on customers, on growth. Um, but yet there's always there's yeah. always that element always of raising. be raising yeah that's... always be raising it's right <laughs> well a couple right. things before we, we we go tyler um it is a weird time to move here but have you had some opportunity to take advantage with your family of like going out with mount hood going to central oregon going to the coast yeah yeah we definitely have uh we've been we went to the coast early when we got here uh when it was still warmer yeah. um and that was that was great my my youngest never seen the ocean, and so that was fun. And uh, you know, we we uh, we've been to Mount Hood a few times this uh, winter. Uh, snow is a lot of fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as you imagine, it's not something yeah. we have a lot of experience with. Uh, and I've had to buy new clothes for that because I don't have the cold <laughs> clothes. Uh, and it's been great. We really like getting out there. We've gone hiking. Um, uh, as best we can, we're always looking for new places to go hiking. And uh, so we've really enjoyed that part of what we've been able to do so far. We're excited about warmer weather and being able to do more and more of that uh, uh, being outdoors. Yeah, though, that's great to hear. And obviously, once, um, you know, things are going in the right direction, it looks like get to, you know, all the great restaurants we have oh. and all that. So once those, I mean, we're just my family's just chomping at the bit to get, to do yeah. all that thing. And so I'm really looking forward to that too, as well as I'm sure your family is. Yeah. It, I'm excited about that. I mean, obviously Portland has been known for a great food scene uh, during the pandemic with small kids. It's, it's challenging to yeah. do all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so there, I know there's just tons of stuff I've not done. Uh, people you always talk about, you know, it's a great place to go have a drink or go mm -hmm. dinner. And uh, I believe you and I will do that at some point <laughs> with you and we will do all those things. Yeah, we'll but, have to uh, grab a coffee or beer when yeah, in the right. future. So that's right. But it's it's been really weird being in my home for the most part uh, when I know there's all this great stuff and I do what I can. Uh, but I also know uh, that I also get lost really easily and I, I don't know where I'm going and all those things. So it's been <laughs> a really say, strange time. Yeah. And I will say that Portland is kind of, it can be very confusing to navigate. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not used to hills or windy roads or big trees that I can't see what's in front of me for 20 miles. Right. And so yeah, yeah. this is, this is a, a new <laughs> new dynamic here for me. <laughs> That's a good point. We take that for granted. My my brother lived in West Texas for the longest time, and it was just kind of like, <laughs> this is just a different planet <laughs> yeah, know, right. for, for, for a lot of reasons, but uh, for the uh, landscape you know, in general. So, uh, um, well, Tyler, thanks so much. Where can people find more uh, out more about the company and, and you? And Yeah, the, the company is at kubos, K-U-B-O-S.com. Um, you can find out all about our product and what we're doing. Um, also on all the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it'd be a great place to check us out. All right, Tyler. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast. 
a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.